The Greek word for baptism is baptizo. And in the Bible, baptizo simply means to dip, or more precisely, it means to immerse. It does not mean to sprinkle, okay? If you just look up the straight dictionary definition of what it is, it means to immerse. And every instance of baptism in the New Testament that we see is all about immersion. That's the example that's set forth. For example, Acts chapter 8, verse 36 and 38. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here's water. What can stand in the way of my being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. Also in the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 23, we see that John's ministry is being conducted at Anon near Salem because there was plenty of water and people were coming and being baptized. So based on the examples and precedents set out in Scripture, and really more so for me personally, based on the meaning of baptism, what it means, what it conveys, I believe, and this church believes, right, this, this is a church that was founded in 1839, ever since its founding, this church has believed that baptism by immersion is the best practice for Christians. But wait a second, I was baptized when I was an infant, or I was baptized when I was a kid, a teen, or an adult, but I was still sprinkled, or I had water poured on me as some um, denominations practice. So did I not do it right? Does that not count? What are you talking about, immersion? Those are all valid questions. And to help you understand where I'm coming from and where this church is coming from, I want to help you understand what's known as theological triage, which is a, a phrase, an idea that was made popular by Al Mohler. What is theological triage? What do I mean by that? Especially in relation to baptism. Here it is simply put. God is truth. Right? God is in heaven. God is the source of truth. He speaks forth truth. That's what we have in his word. That's why as a church, our heart's desire, first and foremostly, is to know God's word. Yes, the written word, but more so the living word, Jesus Christ. So God speaks truth. Jude, uh, sorry, not chapter, Jude, verse 3, because Jude only has one chapter. Jude, verse 3, tells us, contend for the faith. What does that mean? Articulate the faith. Defend the faith. Speak the faith. Speak the truth of the faith. And as Christians, from Genesis to Revelation, every single part of this book is truth. All of it is truth, okay? And we are supposed to defend all of God's word from Genesis 1-1 to the very end of the book of Revelation. Having said that, there are some doctrines that are more foundational and that are more important than others. There are some non-negotiables, and there are some that we can have differences of opinion on. For example, here's the three tiers for you, right? Firstly, the first level tier. Can anyone think of something that might be unquestionably important that you cannot waver on? A doctrine. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Yep, precisely. That, that's first level. You, if you deny that, you can no longer be considered a Christian. Okay, another example, the Trinity. Okay, you have to affirm Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You can't just believe in one God in terms of modalism. He changes forms. No, there's one God, three persons, coexisting eternally. Another one is the authority of Scripture. Another one is the way of salvation. How is mankind saved? Is it solely by the grace of Christ, or is it the grace of Christ and you do some good works here and there? Right? These are first-tier um, level issues. You have to have these uh, in unison. You have to be clear about them. 
And as Moeller said, these first order doctrines represent the most fundamental truths of the Christian faith. A denial of these doctrines represents nothing less than an eventual denial of Christianity itself. Okay? Number two, the second tier of the theological triage. This is doctrines that we might differ on, that true Christians can differ on, but this disagreement will mean that there's going to be significant boundaries among certain groups of people. What do I mean? Think about the very issue or topic of baptism, which we're considering today. Okay? You might be thinking of Presbyterians or Anglicans or some other denominations. That basically, it really boils down to this. Will you baptize babies or not? Okay? Will you baptize infants or not? There's reasonings behind why they do that. But every denomination, every local church has to decide that issue. Are we going to baptize babies or not? I genuinely believe you can be a true, Bible-believing, Jesus-loving Christian and differ on this issue. Okay? So what does that mean? That means our Presbyterian brothers and sisters who truly love the Lord, we're brothers and sisters with them. Right? Same thing with Anglicans, those who love Christ, so on and so forth. Having said that, every local church has to order itself consistently and internally. Okay? Another issue, I'm not going to go into it right now, but another issue in terms of second tier that's, that is very important that every local church has to figure out is the issue of women as pastors, okay? My goal, either regarding that issue or baptism, it's not to try to correct what other churches are doing, right? They have their own convictions, their own precedent, their own history, that's fine. Our goal is for us as a church to be ordered how we think best God's word lays it out to be, okay? Third order issues. These are doctrines over which Christians may disagree and remain in close fellowship over within local congregations. Think, for example, the issue of eschatology or the study of the end times. As Christians, we all must affirm Jesus is going to come back, um, both physically and in victory. If you're a Christian, you have to affirm that. But there is some wiggle room in terms of difference of opinion regarding the precise timeline and the precise unfolding of events that happen. Okay, you can be a part of Hillsborough. We might have differing views on the millennium. That's a big Christian term regarding the end times. But we can still be a part of the same local family of believers. These are third-tier issues. So when it comes to baptism, all right, I'm, I'm circling back. When it comes to baptism, we as a local church have chosen based on the precedent in Scripture and based on the meaning that baptism conveys to baptize believers by immersion. So then, second part of the sermon, then I'm done. Why do it? Why get baptized in the first place? Four answers for you. Number one, to obey Jesus. Uh, Alyssa alluded to this, um, there you are. Alyssa alluded to this in her testimony. Why do we do it? Simply to obey Jesus. In Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20, some of the final words of Jesus, go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. Behold, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. And the imperative in that verse, you may have heard it explained before, the imperative in that verse is actually not go. Right? Sometimes we always talk about we need to go, go, go. The imperative is make disciples. And we do that by going. We do that by baptizing. And we do that by teaching the truth of God's word. So why do we do it? Well, to obey Jesus. If Jesus is the Lord of your life, if he is the king of your life, as his subject, you ought to ask, Jesus, 
how can I obey you? What have you told me to do? Help me to do it the best I can. That's a simple reason why we do it. Number two, to publicly declare that you love Jesus and that you want to follow him. Acts chapter 2, verses 37, 38, and verse 40. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart. When they heard the gospel being preached by Peter, when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. So baptism, it's a public declaration uh, to the world saying, I love Jesus. He's my Lord. He's my Savior. I love him. It's saying that to the world. It's very public, very corporate. Number three, this one is very closely related. Why do you get baptized? Why should you? To identify yourself with a local church. Okay? To identify yourself with a local church. Acts 2, verse 41. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. In other words, about 3,000 people were added to the church of Jesus that day. And this, is, this point is vitally important in today's world. Okay? I want to stress this one a lot. Your relationship with Jesus is personal, but it is by no means private. Say that one again. It's one of my favorite sayings of all time. Your relationship with Jesus is very personal. It is one-on-one, but it is by no means private. You cannot say, I love Jesus. I even like the Bible. I read it every now and again. But the church, eh, it's not really my thing. It's just too much politics, too much hypocrisy in the church. Um, I'm just not a part. I don't want to be part of the the gathered church. It's just religion isn't my thing. First of all, James chapter 1, God says, religion that I accept as pure and faultless is this. So there is a religion, the practice of your faith, right? That God does accept, that he does desire. But secondly, 1 John 4, 20, verse 21. Whoever claims to love God, I hope that would be all of you today, right? How many of you love God? Whoever claims to love God, yet hates a brother or sister, is a liar. Whoever does not love their brother and sister, whom they have seen, cannot love God, whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command, anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. So baptism, then, is not only a tangible physical way to declare your love for Jesus, it is the entry point for being received into the fellowship in a local church. Fourthly and finally, why do we get baptized? Why should we do it? Why should you do it if you have not yet been, if you follow Christ? To preach the gospel. To preach the gospel. Romans chapter 6, verses 1 to 11. This is a very key text regarding our understanding of what baptism is and Um, the meaning behind it. Romans 6, verse 1, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. Listen to this. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Don't you know that all of us who are baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. If we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who's died has been set free from sin. 
Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. This is why I personally believe immersion by in water, you know, being dunked is the, the easy way to say it. It's so powerful because it's a powerful image of being buried with Christ and rising again. Okay? I don't think sprinkling can really capture that at all. Right? Your, your whole self, every part of your being, is dead. In sin, dead in your trespasses, you've been buried with Christ, and now your whole body, your heart, soul, mind, spirit, and your physical body, it's being raised to newness of life in Christ. It's just being completely immersed in water helps capture that. Right? When you're cleansed by Jesus, he doesn't just sprinkle you and just cleanse you just a little bit on your forehead. He cleanses you from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. Again, that's, a, that's one reason I think baptism by immersion is so powerful and important. So, um, to wrap it all up, uh, the Baptist faith and message, something that we as a church have um, subscribed to in years past, it gives us some guidance on what it is. And one thing I've been doing over the past several weeks and months is picking it apart, kind of just asking, what are, what are the things that we ought to believe? What are the things that we as a local church need to be internally consistent with? How, how should we best order this local church? And the Baptist Faith and Message outlines several of the key issues. So if you will, to know what the BF and M says about baptism, please recite this one with me out loud. Christian baptism is the immersion of a believer in water in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It is an act of obedience symbolizing the believer's faith in a crucified, buried, and risen Savior, the believer's death to sin, the burial of the old life, and the resurrection to walk in newness of life in Christ Jesus. It is a testimony to his faith in the final resurrection of the dead. Being a church ordinance, it is prerequisite to the privileges of church membership and to the Lord's Supper. Very good. Um, part of the reason I wanted to do all of these explanatory stuff and hear the testimonies about baptism now is because when it's time to get in the water, we're going to savor the moment, but at the same time, we're going to try to get out of that water fast because it's uh, doing baptism in January, so you can only expect what it feels like. But thankfully, thankfully, the heat is on in here, right? Thank the Lord for that.